Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Sarah. This is Micah. We're the lead pastors at the Vine Church in the Tri-Cities, Washington. As you can tell, we have a new environment. We are actually recording in our new building. We are so excited to have moved in. In fact, this morning is our first in-person gathering um, in our new building. So we're so excited about that. However, we also recognize that a lot of people aren't quite ready for in-person and that's totally okay. So we want you to know that we will continue to post our sermons, pre-recorded sermons online here. And we're so appreciative that you are joining us here online. You are definitely a part of this journey with us. So, so thank you for being here. Yeah, for those of you uh, that were able to join us this first Sunday, thanks again for being mm -hmm. here. Uh, for all of us, we are leaning into safety. Mm -hmm. uh, caution, we're moving slowly in this season. And so uh, we invite you to continue to pray about if and how and when you want to gather in an in-person gathering. You can register online uh, if you'd like to do that down the road. Hey, so uh, this is a this is an epic morning. This is a really <laughs> special moment in our journey. Yes. And so we wanted to take some time today uh, to reflect on what has been mm -hmm. and what will be in the future, in the weeks, months, and years to come. Now, in Israel, and what we read throughout the Bible is the story of Israel, um, who had great practices of remembering what was, reliving it in the present, and allowing it to propel them mm -hmm. into the future. And so they had festivals and holidays and all sorts of ways in which they would remember what had been, um, relive it in a moment, and then allow it to propel them into new ways into the future. And so that's kind of what we want to do this morning. We want to take some time to reminisce, to remember what has been, where God has led us in this journey, where we've been, uh, to reflect upon where we're at here and now, and then ask the question of, so what does it look like, uh, Move. what do we look like moving forward in the future? So I remember, as we've been talking this week, I remember when someone, a fr friends of ours, first mentioned church planting to me. And uh, my first reaction was to laugh. <laughs> I said, what? who does that? Church planting? Yeah. Starting a new church? Sounds exciting. In fact, I remember joking with friends about it. Hey, let's just start something new. Uh, but what's the pathway to get there? Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I just remember chuckling about it and, and just kind of thinking, oh, that that's never going to happen. I don't think we're ever, God's ever going to call us to that. Uh, kind of the old cliche, never say never to God because he might just call you to do that. And that's exactly what happened. The spirit stirred in us this desire to see a new church here in the Tri-Cities. Both of us have deep roots here in the Tri-Cities and we love the Tri-Cities. And so we knew we wanted to stay here. And the Holy Spirit slowly started to convict us saying, hey, we, I want you to start a new church here. And, and really the vision behind that was having a new, uh, way of engaging new people in new neighborhoods here in the Tri-City. And so our long journey of church planning began. Absolutely. You know, it was the generosity of friends and family that enabled these first steps of the journey. We're so thankful to those of you that chose to um, invest in, contribute early on in this journey to allow us to step away from 
uh, full-time comfortable salary into the unknown of church planting. We're so thankful for the, to the for those that joined early in our journey and chose to uh, pitch in and help set up and tear down and all the things that we've done for the past five years in this journey. I remember one conversation uh, with some of the first people that signed on and said, hey, we want to be a part of this journey. Uh, it started with a conversation at Jimmy John's, uh, <laughs> eating lunch, with a friend. And uh, it turns out some organizations are better at whining and dining people than maybe we were in the beginning of our journey. Jimmy John's. Yeah, it was Jimmy John's. There we were uh, talking about it later on. He and his wife came to our house. Mm -hmm. uh, We prayed together. And a few days later, we got the call saying, hey, we want to do this. And on that day, uh, the church doubled in size. How cool is that? From two to yeah, yeah, and we've yet to seen another day in which it doubled. And here with COVID, I guess even this morning, we didn't get to test the theory of doubling again. But that was an exciting moment uh, when we got to see um, uh, God calling people into this journey, into this process, inviting people. So the name of the church, the Vine Church, comes from the words of Jesus in John 15. And I want to read those for us today. We'll read John 15, verses 1 through 5. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And throughout our journey, this image of the vine, of of God as the gardener and Jesus as the vine has been very significant for us. We are the branches of this vine that's connected to Jesus. And we, the church, are called to remain in Jesus, to remain connected in to the vine. Other translations use the word abide here, to abide in Jesus. And I love that language. And Jesus says, and as you abide in me, as you remain in me, I will remain in you. And the Holy Spirit, the presence of God dwelling inside of us is Jesus remaining in us. And so as the vine, it is our goal to stay connected uh, to Jesus, to stay connected because we know that the source of life comes through him. And it's this connection, this mutual indwelling and abiding in this relationship that is so significant in what it means to be the church. Yeah. You know, he makes this really stark statement in there. He says, and apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's a statement that's always intrigued me because we look around at at the world and secular things that are happening. Things can happen outside of abiding in Jesus. And yet what he speaks of is the kingdom of God. 
within this kingdom of God, this kingdom that is coming to earth, this kingdom that is different than the ways that the world works, that is infusing in the world hope, joy, and peace, and patience, and all of these things, in this kingdom of God, uh, you must abide in me to accomplish this work. And so from that, we uh, wanted in the name, the, the name itself to be a commitment to remaining in Jesus in the things that we do. And as we abide in him, uh, we try to put aside our own agenda, our own plans, and instead uh, to live into uh, the ways of the kingdom and to live into this prayer that Jesus prayed saying, God, your kingdom come and your will be done as we abide in you. And so after that day that the church doubled um, all the way up to four whole people, God <laughs> continued to, to grow our team. God continued to, to draw people a vision, people who were pioneers, kind of had an adventuresome spirit to join us in this vision for starting a new faith community here in the Tri-Cities. And something that's been really important to us from the beginning is that multiple voices and perspectives were heard um, throughout the, the process of making decisions and refining our vision. It was never our desires for one person or two people even to make all the decisions. It was our desire to draw together a group of people with vision and attentiveness to the spirit who would ask questions and seek God's guidance. And from the beginning, we started asking questions like, what does it look like to be relationally safe at church? What does it look like to be emotionally safe or spiritually safe at church? What does it look like to be transformed by the Holy Spirit and to live out of the love and grace found in Jesus? What does it look like for, for the Vine Church to be a part of the community that we live in here in the Tri-Cities and to engage our neighbors in relevant and loving ways. And these are all questions that from the beginning we asked and wanted our team to hear from God. And so from the beginning, our commitment uh, revolved around three words, three statements, belong, believe, become, and in that order. You see, in our experience, we, we had been a part of faith movements in which it felt, uh, though maybe not spoken, it felt a little bit more like um, if you look like us and if you believe like us, if you act like us, then yes, you can be a part of us. But that's not how we see Jesus operating in the Gospels. That's not how we see Jesus operating in his ministry, nor the description of what the Gospel is. No, it revolves around a God that loves radically, that loves lavishly, and invites people regardless into his presence. And so we uh, committed to belonging first. Wherever you're at in your faith journey or your walk of life, you're invited. You can live in community here as we explore Jesus together. So belong, believe, uh, uh, we are followers of Jesus, and we hope that people will come to believe in him and in so doing to find new hope and new direction in life uh, and become. This is the transformational work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that we would become more fully the people that we were created to be, that we would be transformed into the image of Christ, mm -hmm. that the Spirit would transform us. And so slowly, the church grew, and we grew in numbers we also grew in relationship and we grew in this experience of, of what does it look like to abide in Jesus and to live into community. And God was so faithful. God started drawing people to us. 
And it was so interesting from the beginning, it was very clear that God was drawing people of different backgrounds to our community, different theology, different um, backgrounds, different lifestyles. God was drawing all different people and calling us to live together in community focused on the love of Jesus. And so that really is at the core of who we are. And so we started uh, services on Sundays. At first, we started with monthly preview services, and then we launched in October of 2015 at Sunset View Elementary, and we launched uh, weekly services. And I remember all the fun. We, we got to be creative. You know, we did Kickball Sunday. We did Friendsgiving, uh, where we had a meal together for worship, all these different um things that, that we could do together as a community. And some of those happened on Sunday mornings, and a lot of it happened during the week, just living life together, going to the Dust Devils games together, going to the Royal Arena together, these kinds of things, serving at, at second, second Harvest. And we just grew in relationship, grew in community, and we saw God continually bring people to us. And we continue to see that here, even in COVID, even in this crazy season of being only online, God is continuing to draw new people into our community. Yeah. And, you know, uh, there it's incredible to look back mm-hmm. and to see how faithful God has been. And it's incredible to look back and to see all the successes but in all honesty, it didn't all go smoothly. No. I mean, it would be wrong to paint that picture, right? Yes, it would be very absolutely. wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we had our fair share of hiccups and problems, some yeah. big and some just humorous as you look back on them. I remember one Easter, I think it was the third year, we um, did a community Easter egg hunt every Easter and uh, invited people. And the distinctive thing about our Easter egg hunt was it was all ages. That means Ooh, adults, adults got to jump in and hunt for the eggs and rush after them and bring them back and show their kids, you know, look at what I got. It was a fun part of it. But I remember, I think it was the third year that um, we were overrun like so many people and it just got out of control to the extent that at one point the kids went rushing for the eggs before we intended to start that wave uh, and that left other kids on the sidelines crying because they hadn't gotten eggs it was so sad it was so sad <laughs> and it was so hard it was one of those moments where you just feel broken it's like how do we try again after that and yet um, God was so faithful through all of that. I mean, even now, some of you are part of this journey. That was your first Sunday with with us. And by the grace of God, we've seen both in the good times and the challenging. Mm-hmm. We've seen his faithfulness and we've seen opportunity. You know, speaking of things not going smoothly, um, I don't have to tell you about the global pandemic. Like we have all lived through that and are living through that. And that has been such a challenging time. Um, as we ask the question, what does it look like to be a church in this season and to operate in this season? And it really heightened, one of the things, it really heightened the need um, for our facility search, our continuing need for a facility. Now we had been saving up 
for a facility from the very beginning. And for a couple years, over a couple years, we were looking for a place to call home because we've been in a school renting that. And because of the pandemic, obviously we, can, we couldn't rent from the school district anymore. And so we started praying. We continued to pray, God guide us. God show us the way, uh, close the doors that need to be closed, open the doors that need to be opened. And so we explored um, all these different options. And then last uh, spring in 2020, the week we scheduled a congregational meeting to get the final approval to buy land so that we could eventually down the line build a facility, that was the week that everything shut down that um, at, we, we had the stay-at-home order and we had to cancel services. So I remember we had this long conversation afterwards and, and we said, God, we don't know what's going on. We don't know how this is going to play out. Guide us. Show us the way we should go. And then in the fall, last fall, 2020, the week we sent off our letter of intent to lease a facility that wasn't in the ideal location and wasn't the ideal size, but we knew we needed something. The week we sent off that letter of intent was the very week we heard about this facility before it even went on the market. Yeah. So here we are a few months later, mm -hmm. uh, having purchased the facility, having uh, begun uh, some of the remodel and beginning to dream of what will come here in this place. We feel so incredibly blessed to be here. You know, it's fascinating to think back one year when we were uh, about to purchase land and then we would work towards building. It's, it's incredible to think that now a year later, even after all the struggles of COVID and this pandemic, uh, we find ourselves in a facility that meets our needs and with four acres that we get to dream and pray together about what will God do for a community? What will God do for people in need with the expansion potential? We feel so blessed in this moment. And so it leaves us in this moment just full of gratitude. And we want to take time. And that's part of what today is, to take time to remember what God has done, what God is doing, and to celebrate God, to give thanks to him. In Psalm 100, Verses four and five, um, this is what the psalm says. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, God. Yeah, absolutely. So that is where we've been, and this is where we are now. We are here and now. We believe that God has placed us in this time. He has placed us in this place, and he has placed us for his purposes. And this is where we begin to look forward. Uh, we consider the mission of God. Um, we believe that God is a missional God, and since the fall of humanity, God's deepest desire and his effort, his mission has been to be reunited with his people, to invite 
the people created in his image back into his presence. This is the mission of God. And so we here today get to begin to explore what does it look like in this time, in this place that God has called us to, to live into his mission. It's been incredible, even in the transition, having purchased this facility from Desert Springs, to listen to their conversation where they have documents of the miracles that God performed that this facility would be built. That for some time, our, some members have described to us, we've been wondering, God, why did you call us here? Why did you have us take these steps? And then ultimately, a number of people telling us, we believe that it's because God was setting up this transition, that God was enabling this work to begin through us and be continued through you. And it's incredible to look at the way the mission of God transcends individuals. It transcends congregations or individual churches. God is a God of mission, and it is beautiful to be in this time, in this place, considering how we get to partner with God. So as we look back, we see God's provision. We see how God has been working in so many different ways. I'm reminded of a verse I memorized as a teenager, um, but in uh, Psalms 32 verse 8, it says, I will, this is God speaking, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. And we have felt this. We have felt God's instruction and God's guidance. And we are so thankful in this moment. We are just so thankful for what God has done and is doing right now. And it is from this place of gratitude and of thankfulness and of praise to God that now we have the opportunity to look forward and to ask, what is God continuing to do? Yeah, and so the question we're asking right now, as we move forward from here, is how will we walk in step with God in this next season? You see, uh, so much of what we've talked about so far has been, God has been with us. But we believe this would be the wrong perspective to move forward in the future with exclusively. Instead, the question uh, or, or the conversation, the intent or the thought process mm -hmm. is flipped to how will we walk with God? How will we walk in step with him? How will we follow as he leads? The God who has been working in these neighborhoods, the God that has been working in this place uh, since people have been here, right? God has been in this place and working. How do we come alongside the things that God has been and is doing here and now? It's really common in our, as we reflect on our stories, as we tell our stories, that our stories are centered around us yeah. as the main characters. That's, that's pretty common and, and normal for human nature, but we want to zoom out and we want to recognize that this really is God's story and God is the main character. And what we are experienced, what we get to be a part of is this small little piece of God's story here in this time and in this place. And, and we want, we're so grateful that God invites us to walk with him and to participate in this much larger story that of, of what he is doing. You know, we are the church and, and the church are people, God's people on mission for him in the here and now in this time and place. And so we wanna reflect on our journey as our small part of God's 
larger story. Yeah, so the question again is, how will we walk in step with God? How will we posture ourselves individually and corporately mm -hmm. uh, in ways that allow us to walk in step with God? And I think the first point and goal in this is uh, that we are t attentive to the Holy Spirit, that we listen mm -hmm. to the Holy Spirit's guidance. And uh, as Sarah mentioned earlier, this happens much more effectively in community than it does in isolation. And so how do we come together to, to, to listen to the voice of God, uh, to listen to the voices of the Spirit, and then create space for discussion and exploration to allow the voice of the Spirit to lead us in community. You know, I, I won't go into any detail on this, um, but in the book of Acts, which we just did a series on, and you can go back and, and look at listen to uh, the story of Peter and Cornelius, we see this incredible moment when the church, which had been a sect of Judaism, uh, a, a sect of Jewish people believing Jesus is the Messiah, he is the Son of God, he's our Savior, uh, the church had formed in Jerusalem, but in the story, story of Peter and Cornelius, um, a transition takes place in which the Holy Spirit comes to Peter and says, all that food mm -hmm. and all those people that you used to consider unclean, uh, just know that things <laughs> are changing. And at the same time, the Spirit appears to Cornelius and mm -hmm. says, hey, send for Peter. And Peter shows up in a place, walks into a house that he under Jewish law, never should have been a part of, walks in to experience the reality that the Holy Spirit was leading the church in a whole new direction. And I think that today we get to celebrate that uh, the Spirit, God, is opening up this new chapter in our journey, in our story, that we get to now be attentive to the voice of the Spirit and consider what is the new directions, what are the new ways of being and living in this world that you are inviting us into here. Here and now. So we want to invite you to join us as we pray for the Spirit to guide us, for the Spirit to show us His way, specifically to pray that God would give us His divine imagination for the Vine Church in this neighborhood and in this time and place. And to, to ask in prayer, God, how are we to be the church? here and now. Jesus, where are you already working in this neighborhood and where are you calling us to join you in that work? Spirit, what are you teaching us through this journey? Because we don't come in with all the answers. We come in attentive to the Spirit, asking God, what are you teaching us? What do you want us to learn through our friends and neighbors? So today we want to invite you as we start off in this new place to join us in prayer, inviting God to give us his divine imagination for the Vine Church here in this neighborhood in this time. Yeah, let's pray together. So God, we thank you that you are the God that created and since the beginning of time have been orchestrating things to invite your creation, your beloved into your presence. Uh, God, thank you that you are a God of mission, that you care about each and every one of us. And God, I pray that as we move into this new season and this new place, uh, that you will work powerfully uh, to 
shape us, to transform us, that we can hear your voice, that we can participate in the things that you are doing in this community. God, we give you all the glory, all the praise for all that you've accomplished uh, in this community. We are so thankful for the ways that you have provided for us as a church here in this community. And God, we ask that as we move forward, uh, that, that we have the drive and the vision and the insight to be able to do so in step with you. Spirit, we thank you and invite your guidance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So each week we've been leaving you with a song, and this is actually a song that we're also listening to in person this week. It's a song by Chris Tomlin called I Will Follow. And a lot of our church songs have the pronoun I in them. We really want to think this week about this song in terms of we, that we will follow God wherever he leads us in this place, in this time. And so we invite you, if you'd like, go ahead and listen to that song and use it as a prayer. Um, for our church in this time and place. All right, friends, it is time to sign off. Thank you for joining us here today. Um, thank you for celebrating with yes. us this exciting season. We can't wait to see you to talk with you soon. Blessings. Bye.